Welcome to Episode 3 of Genealogy Showcase. Stories that remind us how and why we study family history. Earlier this year, I was at a podcasting conference, and after a couple days, I thought I had met everybody, but there was somebody walking through that I hadn't talked to yet, so I went up and introduced myself, and I said, Hi, I'm a genealogist. And he said, no way, I'm a genealogist. So, being the only two genealogists there, I interviewed him for this show. And I know the audio quality is not what it is when I have a microphone in a quiet room, but he's got some really interesting stories. So I wanted to publish what he has to say. I think you'll enjoy it. So, my friends, please welcome Ben Brown. I am here at PodFest US in Orlando, Florida, and I am speaking with Ben Brown. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. Are you having a good week? This is quite an awesome, it's good to be here this early, three, four years from now, it's probably going to be three or four times the size, so it's just good to be in early with podcasting, so I'm excited. I'm not going to start one myself yet, but eh, I might get there if I have the time. So. Uh, good to hear, good to hear. This is my first event. Hey, is this your first time here at uh, yes. PodFest? Yes, I, this is my first time here. I missed it last year. I'm from Tampa, so it only took me an hour to drive over, and I'm spending the night and hanging out and meeting great people. Awesome. Good to have you here. So tell me a little bit about your backstory. Well, genealogy, what it meant to me was, and I told a story that I found my birth mother four years ago, right? So... To give you the front story of it, my mother is part of 15 kids. My dad is part of eight. So my father has a reunion every year since I was small. So I took a little bit of information my cousin gave me, and I took his family all the way back to Ghana. We're Afro-Americans from South Carolina. So I also found out that my father's family was never slaves. We were free people when we came to America. So that was a shocker thing. So genealogy always brings out the stuff that you didn't know. And also brought out things like my grandfather was in World War One, things of that kind of different nature, right? So then it came to my mother. So I went to my mother and I said, well, I have the blueprint of what it takes to actually research and find. And my mother's part of 15 kids. So I said... I was in between jobs and had some money, and I said, if you want me to do it, let me do it, and bring your family together in the next year at the same spot. So she said, agreed, and every day for two hours, I worked and researched her family all the way back to 1820, and she's part of 15 kids, so a year later, I put about 350 of our family members in our backyard. This following year, we had to have name tags, so we haven't gotten together in years. And so just by doing that, that was one of the best things I ever did in life because not even nine months later, my mother passed. So she got to see her entire family uh, that she hasn't seen in years in her own backyard, you know, the year before she passed. So I was so proud of doing that. Now, speed up a little bit. The year after that, I started looking for my birth mother because I was adopted and already knew it. And that's another story. You don't have enough tape. Long story short, I found my birth mother about uh, a year and a half later. Her name is Ruth Ann Butler. She owns the Greenville Culture Exchange in Greenville, South Carolina. And guess what she is? Let me guess. She's a genealogist. She's a historian and a genealogist. So not only I found out I have a passion for it, but it's in the blood. Um, And she's done the same thing for her family. Um, And so I found her at 42. She had me um, back in 1970. And when I found her, which is the book I'm writing, um, she was basically waiting for me to have that phone call for 42 years. 
So it's story inside a story inside a story. But I'll tell you one caveat from it. My cousin that I grew up with, which was about 11 years older than I was, who came to these reunions every year on my father's side, used to live in Greenville. And he was in Greenville, and he was on the NAACP board. Guess who he was on the board with in the early 90s? Who was that? My mother. So when I found my mother on her Facebook page, which she friended me before I got on the phone with her, because I was like, this woman's aggressive. And so when I got on the phone with her, I said, how do you know Tyrone Dash? She said, me and Tyrone Dash been on the board together in the early 90s for years. I said, did you know Tyrone Dash is my first cousin? So my first cousin was on the board with my birth mother for many years in Greenville and had no clue. So I called him about two weeks later and I said, Tyrone, I'm, you know I'm adopted, right? He said, yes. I said, you know I've been looking for my, I started looking for my birth mother and I heard she's in Greenville, South Carolina. And I said, so who do you know in Greenville that I can get in contact with to help me facilitate the finding of my mother? He said, you need to call Ruth Ann Butler. There's only one person in Greenville. You need to call Ruth Ann Butler because that's the woman right there. I was on the board with her for years. Call her. She'll straighten it out. Actually, I haven't talked to her in about a year or so. Let me call Ruth Ann Butler. And I said, Tyrone, I said, I said, I really appreciate you giving me that lead. And I said, you know what? I did find my, my mother. And she's in Greenville, South Carolina. And I said, do you know what her name is? And he said, no. I said, Ruth Ann Butler. And the phone dropped for five minutes. <laughs> that is such a wonderful, wonderful, incredible story. Uh, so what kind of obstacles did you overcome to uh, get to that conclusion? Okay, on the genealogy, uh, the beautiful thing was the website. And I had a person that helped me, which was my mother, to navigate when I did the research for her. Because she was born in 1920. Uh, 1932. So she remember the people because when you do genealogy, it gives you a hint. It's not confirmed. It might give you a couple of options, right? So it's good to get that old person on the phone and say, hey, do you remember this guy named Chase or, uh, or Greg? And she goes, yeah, Booby. That's Booby. You know, they all had nicknames back in the days. Every child back in the days had a nickname. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they, they don't, some of the people don't remember the actual name, but they remember the nickname. She said, that's Booby. So then I can call her other aunt and say, what was Booby's real name? And she said, I think it was John. And then that hint leads you to another, so into another, into another, because it gives you those leaves on Ancestry.com, right? And that's how you start tracking, because you never met these people. So that's why the elders are so important to help make sure that you track back the right way. Because you can get off kilter, you know, if you don't know the right person to connect to the connect. To oh, connect. you certainly can. Yes. So <laughs> reach out to those older people. And when I did my mother, bless it, she was alive to help direct me where it was. And it, it went all the way back to... Um, um, what was the name? Um, Zola? Zola Brett, I think it was. 1827 slash white man. So that's where white people came into, and that's where the light skin came on my side of the family from that. And my mother, my birth mother, the reason I researched her was because I'm very light skin, fair skin. I was adopted by a mother who's light skin. So there was no problem there. So when I found my birth mother, I found out that her mother was half. So, and then my father, who she, you know, wasn't with after the birth, um, he's dark as midnight. So my mother is a quarter. My father, my birth father, who passed away, 
And another caveat story. When I found my birth mother, she said, do you want to try to find the birth father? I said, he's dead. And she says, how do you know that? I said, I know that he's dead just like I knew that you still was alive. And we found him, and he died June before I found her in November. But there's more stories in there, too. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I mean, genealogy is never-ending. There's, there's always more to the story, no matter how far you go. Yes, uh, and we have cousin Lillian in Greenville, and she's just as white as night, and she's about a second cousin. And so there's a lot of people don't want to research and do history in, in America most of the time because they don't want to know the real story of what's going, what, how America actually came about because it's not in the books, right? But if you do that genealogy, you'll find out, hey, you might be a racist, but you might find out you got some black going up in your family up in the roosted. <laughs> sometimes it's a pretty picture and sometimes it's not. It's not. So it's the real deal. And so it's very interesting. I always tell people you need to know where you come from, right? So you have a very, you sleep better at night knowing what actually happened and where you came from. Now they have these saliva swabs and tests for DNA and things of that nature. But, you know, the genealogy is, is the history of not only America, but it's the history of the man. It's the history of your family. Right. Have you had your DNA test? My, my wife did that, and she think, uh, she think that I was Hawaiian or something. No, I'm just joking. I don't know. <laughs> we did it years ago. I kind of got into it. I think I need to do it again. Um, I think it's more accurate. They, they, they got the test down where you can start pinpointing where you, your, you know, your origin came from. So, yeah, I'll probably do that down the road. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Why is genealogy important to you? Well, once again, it's you. It's your family. It's finding out what, where you came from and why you are the way you are. If you, one of the things I'm writing in the book on my, on my family, not only my adopted family, but I got it on both sides, right? My adopted family, my real family. So when you look at my, my, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother in the book, there's a picture that I'm putting up. I'll show you when I get off this. You can find it on Facebook under Ben Brown of my grandmother and my daughter side by side. And they look exactly the same, and they're four generations apart. Exactly the same. Four generations. Four generations. Wow. So there's a book somewhere in, in the history. Well, my mother wrote a book about history in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And her biography is just being released, actually, this month. So she has two books. I have one book, and I have another book that I'm writing about how I found her, which I'm starting to write this year. So all of the stories that I told you, plus about 10 more interesting stories is in the book. You want to hear another good one? Oh, absolutely. All right. So two years before I found my actual birth mother, I went and put feelers out, but never followed up. It just wasn't time. I got too busy. So during that same time frame in Greenville, my mother, who never met me, didn't know my name, gave me up, took in a dog. She wasn't a dog person all her life. She lives alone. She never had any kids, never got remarried. So she took this dog in, and the dog really took care of her. You know how animals nurture you, and she slept with her and followed her everywhere and took her in and slept in the bedroom and everything. Guess what she named the dog? What did she name the dog? Ben. So two years later, I find her. So when I was going to go visit her for the first time, because she... It lives two and a half hours away from where I grew up in South Carolina. I drove up to go see her for the first time. My father wanted to go. I said, no, you, you got it. I got to go alone. 
So I went to go see her. I met her for the first time. She introduced me to my, my blood family. It was during Christmas. It was during Christmas holidays around December 23rd, 24th, around about that time frame, a couple days before Christmas. And when I left Greenville to drive the two hours back to South St. George, and then when I were going to Greenville, the day that I left to go to Virginia, the day after I left, the dog died. Crawl up in the lap and die. So that dog kept her motivated, protected her. About the same time that I started looking for her was when she took the dog in, and the day after I met her, he passed away. And the dog name was Ben. ben. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. I think there's a word for that. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I can go on and on and on and on about my um, genealogy is an important thing. So everybody needs to know where they where they come from. How long have you been active researching? I just did it during that time period. I did, like I said, my father's. I took him all the way back to Ghana. And then I took my mother as far back as I can get was around 1820 with her family before it cut off on ancestry. And I did, um, with that, uh, you know, that site, Ancestry.com and things. So when the family got together on my mother's side that haven't met for 20 years, I took her all 15 kids and under Ancestry, I printed out an entire blueprint of all 15 kids plus grandkids. So on my mother's side, if you want to know numbers when it comes down to it, besides my birth mother, between my mother and my father, I have 40 cent, 46 aunts and uncles. I have 73 first cousins. That's quite a number. So now when it goes down another notch, there's 107 second cousins. Now, about how many of them uh, were there in the backyard? Uh, 350. 350. What kind of feeling did you get from that? I mean, were you meeting so many people at once? Was it overwhelming? Was it? We had to have name tags because we didn't know each other. Um, so it had to be everybody was reunited. We knew about each other. We were family, but it wasn't connected. So when you were at the uh, family reunion, did others have a sense of who was who on paper before they actually met? Well, we kind of knew each other, like I said, but, um, you know, it was just uh, the name tags fit. I mean, everybody looked like each other, and we knew about each other, but we finally had ability to, you know, communicate with each other. But, yeah, you had to have name tags because they came from all over the country. Wow. Now you have more to the story available on a website, right? Not yet. I'm writing a book about how I found my birth mother because there's, there's, there's about 10 more stories inside of that that you haven't gotten yet mm -hmm. that lays into that. Well, I look forward to reading about them. <laughs> so I don't have a name, but I got to get on it be, before anything else and get on that. Right now I'm looking for this, this one that I need to send you this picture. But, yeah, I'm going to start writing that as soon as I can get a chance. So. There it is, my interview with Ben Brown author of a future book on his fascinating family history. I'll certainly keep you updated on the progress of that. Thank you, Ben. Genealogy Showcase is a production of the Genealogy Podcast Network. You can find other shows at genealogypodcast.com.